Welcome to the Mama Theologians podcast. Mama Theologians is an online motherhood ministry on mission to revive spiritual growth in the midst of motherhood. We offer our devotional, conversational, and narrative podcast episodes to further equip mothers in theological study, biblical literacy, and spiritual formation. We pray that God will use these offerings for His glory and that He will revive and deepen your spiritual growth in Jesus. In this narrative episode, you'll hear Elizabeth Burgett reading her words in her essay called Sticks and Stones. Be sure to listen until the end for some prayerful takeaways about how you can grow to know and love God more in the midst of motherhood. I nearly had to clamp my hand over my mouth to keep from calling out, be careful. Instead, I just winced as my firstborn, all of 15 months, on his tree trunk legs and stubby little hamburger feet, waddled down the slightest of slopes at the park. It wasn't the uneven grass under his feet that I was worried about, or even the pavement on the sidewalk that he was hurtling towards. It was the sticks. In each of his hands, he carried at least four small sticks, all of them poking out of his tiny fists in various directions, all of them violent and sharp. Weeks prior, as my son had taken his first steps, he had a small toy in his hand, and somewhere along the neural pathway his brain created for walking, he had decided that he needed to be holding onto something, anything, in order to take those steps. For him, it was apparently an integral part of the process. It didn't matter what he held, Duplos, small stuffed animals, a tampon or three that had spilled out of my purse. He was convinced that he could not walk without something in his grasp. He truly believed that he needed the sticks that day. So I let them be, despite millennia of mothers before me and their warnings to their children about what sticks can do to unsuspecting eyeballs. I watched my son step and sway, drunk on the newfound power of his two-legged prowess. He held his fists full of sticks out in front of him as though they were guiding him. He reached me and I scooped him up into a hug, deftly avoiding poking my own eyes out, and I applauded his biped efforts. As I set him down, I asked, Hey buddy, can can I hold those sticks for you? He answered me with an angsty toddler screech, clutching his sticks to his chest like Gollum's precious, and I sighed with defeat as he toddled back to my husband, sticks firmly in hand. We humans have been carrying our sticks around since the beginning, trying to ensure our security. We can trace this tendency of ours all the way back to Mama Eve, apple in one hand, it's just removed stem in the other, thinking that if she just had this one thing, she could be like God and know everything she needed to know. We see Moses, staff in hand, striking the rock to bring forth water, twice, instead of just talking to it like he'd been commanded placing all his confidence in his own strength instead of in God's promise. I can picture Rebecca scurrying around the tents, her arms full of goat skin and goat stew ingredients, thinking that these things would bring about her desired outcome as she played God and tricked her husband into blessing Jacob. Right behind her is Martha, scrambling through the halls, broomstick in hand as she frantically sweeps the floors while her sister sits with Jesus. I wonder if she placed her hopes in that broomstick like an offering, a prayer for acceptance. And I have my very own sticks that I cling to as I walk through my days. I wake in the morning and I roll over to check my phone. I need to know what time it is. 
Before long, it's a quick scroll through any texts, emails, and WhatsApp messages from across the ocean I might have missed while sleeping. I I just need to know if anything crazy happened while I slept. Then on to the weather. Well, I need to know what today is going to be like so I can make a plan. I slip out of bed and creep into the kitchen, trying to avoid the creaky floorboards and silence the dog's thumping tail so my children will stay asleep a little bit longer. I just need a little time to myself in the morning, a little bit of peace. A few minutes later, my children are awake, the cereal is poured, and the milk is spilled. I then instinctively turn to my planner. Behold, the biggest of my sticks. Each year, I buy a factory-fresh notebook, the mighty Leuchtturm 1917. On its blank, gridded pages, I write in monthly calendars and spaces for weekly lists and daily bulleted items and to-dos. It is my brain outside of my body. Three years ago, I misplaced it, and I honestly panicked for each of the 74 minutes until I found it, right on the pew where I'd been sitting after a frenzied drive back to church. The notebook itself is helpful. It is the keeper of birthdays and dentist appointments. It is the reason our bills get paid on time and why I remember to reply to most emails. But that's not why I cling to it like so many pointy sticks. In my planner lies the illusion of control, the siren song of perfection, the idea that I am limitless, that I can do it all, and that I can do it right. I clutch these ideas close to my heart, and I stumble through my days, relying on them for security. I'm no better than Rebecca dashing from her tent, grasping her pot of goat stew, or Martha darting around the house with dinner ingredients, all of us searching for the assurance that things will be okay, that we are okay. These desires are not the problem. We are wired by God to crave security, stability, acceptance. But it's where we look for them that we run into trouble. These sticks we carry are at best temporal and at worst dangerous. Because what we think we need might also gouge our eyes out. When we fixate on our sticks, the planner, the new job, the baby sleeping through the night even once, we become focused on a mere illusion of security. When we become convinced that we need anything other than Jesus, these sticks, which are nothing more than a hint of a guarantee, can ultimately blind us to the only true source of what we crave. Jesus, whose life began with the sticks of the manger and ended with the sticks of the cross, instead sent his loudest message to us with the scraping of a stone rolled away. With the tomb's broken seal, he sealed his promise to us that as his children, we share in his own power, stability, and security in a relationship as close as vine and branches. Nothing we carry holds the same kind of power. Nothing. Not our best laid plans, not our best intentions, not our willpower or our resolve to do better, to be better tomorrow, not even our most detailed planners. Nothing carries the same assurance as Jesus offers. This God of the scraping stone is alone a rock in the midst of sinking sand, and he alone is our fortress. Only he can provide the ultimate guarantee of security, and he is there, like a mother, ready to keep our feet from slipping, whether we are grasping our sticks or not. So let us lay down our sticks and let us run unhindered to the source of all things. Let us find our peace in him as he swoops us up in his arms and holds us close. Elizabeth is a wife, mama to three, homeschooler, photographer, and writer who has always done her best thinking while writing, from her angsty teenage journal entries until now. She's lived in Africa and Asia, but is really just a country mouse with a Minneapolis zip code. 
She strongly believes in the restorative power of Jesus and a home-cooked meal, or even just a really good cheese, and writes mostly about how the image of God is uniquely understood and displayed in motherhood. You can find more of her words on her website or on Instagram. Her website is elizabethburgett.com and her Instagram is at elizabeth underscore a underscore burgett. At the end of Elizabeth's essay, she gives the following prayerful takeaways. I encourage you to take one to God in prayer as this episode ends. Elizabeth writes in her prayerful takeaways, Ask God to truly reveal your sticks. What are you relying on other than Him? What do you feel you need other than Him? Read John 15.5 and repeat. Apart from Christ, I can do nothing. The next one is, read Psalm 121. Make a mental or written list of all the ways the Lord helps us. And the last one, ask God to remind you throughout the day to turn to Him as your source of strength and security, especially in moments of tiredness or weakness. To read this entire essay by Elizabeth, head to mamatheologians.com or follow the link in the show notes. You also can find a free printable or downloadable worksheet there that includes these prayerful takeaways so that you can either print or save them on your phone to easily pray through them throughout your week. We encourage you to join our community on Instagram or Facebook at Mama Theologians. That is M-O-M-M-A Theologians. We can't wait to see you there. If you have enjoyed this or any other episode, would you please leave a rating and review? These truly help to make the podcast more searchable and accessible so that other mothers like you can be encouraged to deepen their relationship with Christ in the midst of motherhood. We cherish and appreciate every single one. Lastly, in her prayerful takeaways, Elizabeth referenced John 15, 5, and I want to just read that to close. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mama, in the midst of the busy and hard, yet high and beautiful privilege of motherhood, may you abide in Christ and grow more in love with him this week. <laughs>